I'm Logan. And I'm Ryan. And this is Automatic for the People. It's automatic, it's automatic, it's automatic. Sounded like you almost forgot. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) What show is this? I don't do that many anymore. (laughs) We only record uh, X-Wing files on occasion, and me and Spencer haven't recorded in like a month. So, the night show. Anyway, hey everybody, welcome back to Automatic (laughs) for the People, a Mr. Robot podcast. Uh, It's probably going to sound a little bit different, um, because Ryan is on his phone through Skype, and I'm on Skype, but I'm on a headset, and I'm actually at work. You Uh, actually sound pretty... Like, it sounds pretty good. Uh, well, this mic will probably pick up a lot more. Uh, a, it doesn't have a uh, pop filter on it, so right. it's going to pick that up, unfortunately. I couldn't find a little, like, muffler thing to put over it. Um, so, there's that, and then plus you'll probably hear me, like, moving around or clicking on a keyboard because I'm working and recording at the same time so you know it's what we could do to make it work so everybody will just have to bear with us um multitasking though yeah you know so this is the one episode i think we all could have predicted once we understood that uh for uh, what the the route we were going with the the episode titles this season like, 404 is the one thing I think, like, you don't have to be a computer expert to know, like, oh, yeah, 404. Yeah, yeah I've seen that before. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, you know, not found. You know, anytime you're, uh, which, do you think they wrote that, that, I'm, I'm guessing it's, well, I mean, I, if you look at the credits, it, I'm sure it's a team of people. Um, anyway, do you think they wrote the episodes? And then, like, oh, hey, look, these titles fit. Like, surely it was like, hey, I've got a great idea for the season four titles. Since it's our final season, we're going to do the uh, 4.0 or 4.1 codes for, you know, internet speak or whatever and then kind of tailored the episodes to that like surely that's it because especially this one i mean come on not found and we spend a majority of the episode like lost in the woods With and then Frodo and it. Samwise and Gollum <laughs> looking for the eyes <laughs> and then the other half of it with Darlene who can't find her brother. <laughs> well, I love um, that there was just three kind of three storylines, two main storylines with Dom being kind of a side story. Um, uh, and I actually, I think that works out good for us because we could talk about them as three separate, you know, we don't have to bounce back and forth. Yeah. I mean, do you want to start with the short, the, the, the go, Dom stuff? Yeah, because it, it's pretty pretty pat, straightforward, very short. Um, oh, yeah, that's just her being scared of the road she, the, 
you know, going down. Yeah. Um, also, she is definitely still has a thing for Darlene. Yeah, I I wouldn't say obsessed, but she yeah she's got. I don't know if it's so much Darlene. I, it makes me wonder if she's done this with other footage. You think interrogation so? footage before, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not sure what it is. You know what I mean? So, uh, um, uh, as I want to do on this show or any podcast, uh, can make it a little personal. So I have this really close friend, Courtney, and she uh, is. I don't think it's saying too much to say she's in therapy, and. <laughs> she's always telling me I need to go to therapy, but then we talk about, you know, therapy stuff. And, uh, one of her things is like, you know, you're attracted to people because of a variety of different reasons, but kind of the more damaged you are in that aspect, like, yeah, you're attracted to looks and personality and like all this other stuff, but you're also attracted to the damage in other people. Like either because you want to try to fix them or like, it's just for me. That's why people wind up dating their dad or their mom or whatever, because like that, that particular type of damage um, and not, not necessarily I don't mean that completely negative. Everybody has damage, but that specific type of damage is what's familiar to you. So like, that's just what you're attracted to, whether you know it or not. And, uh, so I was thinking about that with Dom and like you're saying, you don't know that it's necessarily Darlene. I think you're right. I think it's the specific type of damage that Darlene exhibits that maybe Dom is like drawn to because she is a, a, an, a federal agent. You know, she is out to save people. She is, you know, but she's also into the danger aspect of it. And like Darlene is somebody that needs to be saved. She's very dangerous. Um, just like all, it's like a perfect storm of like, oh, these are all of the factors that, of course, would pull me into like, oh, I want to be, I want. So, you know, which I've also been told I should stop saying chick, but, you know, I don't, I don't, I say dude. So, you know. I also call everybody guys, and I'm, I'm just—I'm not getting hung up on that. Like, I don't mean it offensively. I apologize if anybody takes it offensively. Yeah, yeah. So, I kind of feel that way about the whole. Um, like, there was some stuff I was reading about people dressing up as like Native Americans on Halloween and stuff like that. And, like, I refuse to go down that road. Like, this is a it's a kid thing like this it yeah if grown men are dressing up maybe you take issue yeah, like with that. yeah you should know better <laughs> <laughs> but like when it comes to your kids and maybe you should have a conversation with your kid about eh, it's not really appropriate if you dress up like this um 
but if that's something you want to do, then oh, yeah, I don't think they should put like black face on or even dark face for an Indian if you're a completely white person like me, you know. But if you want to put a feather in your headband uh-huh. and dress up like an Indian. Say, look, I'm a, I'm an Indian or well, Native I mean, that's American. Native American, not Indian. Yeah, so. yeah. Dude, work used to get me all the time. He'd say, "The Indians cursed us." Talking about the Braves, and I'd be like, "What has Cleveland got to do with anything with the Braves?" Finally, uh, one day he was like, "Not the Cleveland Indians, like the Indians, because because we're the Braves." I was like, "Those are Native Americans, man, not Indians." Yeah. <laughs> well, he grew up in a different time. So. Oh, well, that doesn't mean you can't correct uh, your wrong behavior. So, anyway, all that's beside us. the point. <laughs> all that's beside the point. Um, anyway, that, that was my point about Dom. I really think that that's, that you're kind of, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, she's got. I think she's got a a power thing too because we've seen it from her before with her belittling all the police at crime scenes. You know, she's oh, yeah. obviously got a little power tripping thing going on. Yeah. Um, while it's hysterical, it's still kind of rude, and you know, you don't have to be such a. <laughs> Have to make everybody feel like an idiot. Yeah. So you don't have to even do if that. they are acting like an idiot. So. Well, I mean, like the guy with the cold in what season two or whatever, he didn't realize what he was doing. You know, even though he was being an idiot. I mean, he was a police officer. <laughs> he should have <laughs> known better. <laughs> or a federal agent or whatever he was, he should have known better. Um. But yeah, that's, so that's pretty much dumb. She's just. Scared of of what's right around the corner. Yeah, she's got the decision to make, and she knows it. And so, what did you think about the fake out? Um, I mean, it didn't really, I it didn't really catch me. Like I already, I I just knew. Like when it turned out to be a girl and blah. She walked into the bathroom and all those candles were everywhere. I was like, this is definitely a dream. And then yeah. as soon as I saw the mask, I was like, yeah, it's a dream. <laughs> yeah, I think I was following some people on Twitter and they were like, oh, dark armies everywhere. Oh, my God. And I was just like, yeah, this didn't feel right, you know. And so, yeah, it does turn out to be a dream. And, you know, that that's fine. I I also feel like, that, much like the episode titles, I wonder if they always knew this was going to air the week of Halloween. <laughs> like, if that was lined up intentionally, or because it's a very Halloween well, type of episode. Like a Hall- yeah, the whole episode is very Halloween-ish, but she had like a, a night before or what not nightmare uh, before christmas <laughs> yeah yeah very like much because so. it is this episode actually does roll from christmas eve to christmas day 
Um, and I don't think we took uh, Sam Esmail literally when he was like, oh, this is going to be a season-long Christmas special. As in, like, yes, it opened months and months ago uh, when we started the season, um, but immediately jumped to, like, Christmas time, and we're literally following the episode through. I mean, because this is the fourth episode, and except for that time jump, I don't think we've gone 24 to 30 hours. Yeah, I don't like think those so either. Like, it's almost like it's happening in real time. So, it may be two days. Like, it it may have started the day before Christmas Eve, and then this was Christmas Eve and rolled into Christmas Day. Which makes me think there may be another episode or two where we jump back in time. Like we uh, did. I think we're definitely going to jump back. And get um, some some flashback stuff, a la the White Rose stuff. Maybe some stuff with the uh, Elliot's family. Oh, Who, I was thinking we're gonna jump back to uh, what's his name that's resigning as the. Oh, Price! It would be yeah. great to see some Price stuff. That's what I'm thinking. We're gonna get some early on Price and Angela's mom stuff. Oh, uh, that'd be that'd be great. I'd love that. So, um, but like Dom's storyline, like I really like, there's not much to say about it. Like there's a, a good little jump scare and I mean, it, it kind of gives us more, a little more insight to like her <sighs> delusions makes it sound so, uh, harsh. Um, but you know, we know she's damaged, right? Like, we've seen that from the get-go, you know. Her relationship with Siri, or not Siri, Alexa, is very uh, um, <laughs> complicated. And, you know, she she kind of puts on all these different masks, depending on who she's around. And is so we, we just, like, just this just further illustrates that. Like, I didn't see that it gave us any real insight into her, except that maybe she's becoming far more paranoid than, you know, maybe we even thought. So. Fear more than paranoia. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, so the second long I don't, I don't know man the elliot stuff and the darlene stuff are pretty equal like well let's that, talk about the elliot stuff first because i really, really? love them yeah and just end with the darlene stuff i really love the darlene stuff me too but i mean like it ends with the elliot tyrell stuff oh yeah so. okay well we can do the darlene stuff Here's what I loved about the stuff with uh, Jeremy Jam or whatever his name is. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I would not shut. Spencer was like, yeah, I get it, man. Because you weren't watching the episode, but we were texting while we were watching it live. I was like, Jeremy effing Jam is on Mr. Robot. Holy crap, I'm losing my mind. Parks and Rex fans, they'll definitely get it. John Glazer, 
hands down best guest star. I I love Craig Robinson. I liked everybody that's shown up on the show. Uh, what's his name in season three? Um, your guy. Uh, God. Um, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, Bobby Cannavale. I it's a completely went blank on his name. He was fantastic. Like everybody who has shown up for either a small or large role that you maybe thought like, cause this is not a show that needs like, you don't need recognizable people cause it might actually take away from the grounded realness of it. But somehow they've captured performances that like aren't, um, don't do that, you know, and so bravo to them. And it just illustrates how good those actors are because they often get, uh, cast as the, these character roles. And uh, Wallace Shawn last year or last year in season three, when oh, he comes yeah. to the so like, and, and he, it's such a character actor. He's such a character actor, but like even in that role, it's almost like it, it's, it's against type, but it's not against type because he's still a Wallace Shawn type of character, but like with this edge of danger to him that you're just like, I know I believe this guy would probably cut my fingers off one by one, you know, or whatever. You know, dislocate um, my kneecaps and <laughs> but John Glazer maybe my favorite of anybody outside of the main cast of this show to show up and I'm not I'm not even like a I love John Glazer I I mean I didn't really watch a lot of his stuff uh the promos for John Glazer loves gear were funny and made me laugh and what little bit of a saw was fine and when he's popped up on other things, I think he's great. Mostly I just love him in Parks and Rec because he's so unlovable in Parks and Rec. <laughs> um, I mean, Jeremy Jam is one of the worst characters in television history. So much so that when you get to the the spoilers for Parks and Rec, the wedding episode and Ron punches him in the face, like like that that's been a four I think season four. It was like a four year like Oh, thank God this finally happened. Somebody finally punched him in the face. <laughs> you know, it's just stuff like that. But he's so good. And I, he, I, I don't know, man, this one role, like it struck a chord with me, like something like fierce, man. I was like, ah, this is like best guest star, like Emmy type of thing for me. Uh, maybe I'm off base because I just I I dug it so much. Well, I really like this. I mean, I get I I appreciate your love of him and, and his his work on on uh, what you call it. Um, I wasn't as excited for him as I was for the whole. And I actually really wasn't the first time, but the second time I watched it that whole story just struck a chord with me because of what happens at the end of the ride. <laughs> yeah. 
it's and it's funny in a way that this show doesn't always get to be and it's also uh poignant and touching in a way that this show doesn't always get to be. Well, it also perfectly describes everything that we've been dealing with in this show. Like, she only had part of the story. Yeah. It was like, he was just throwing bits and pieces out there, and she starts adding them up in her head, and her conclusion is not what the reality of the situation is. Oh, when, like, the fact that she can't figure out that he's talking about it's a wonderful life. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, and he's not going to kill himself. The pills are for his wife. You know, he's not really a... And he's been at cancer ward for kids all night long. Of course he's sad. You yeah. know, and his wife just fell off the roof or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't falling off the roof, but it was something. She did yeah, something She like fell off the ladder or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, where they were hanging up the Christmas lights. And and on top of the back, he stopped her from stealing a car that he said it was wasn't. his. Only to find out that it wasn't his car. You're like, oh, that's my car right there. Yeah. Uh, I forgot I didn't drive. Whose car is this? (laughs) But I love the fact that Darlene as the driver is us as the viewer of this show. And like Sam Esmail just throws all these breadcrumbs out there and we try to add them all up in our head. Because we're filling exactly have Yeah, we we don't don't exactly have the full picture here. Yeah. We're you know, hence the, the, the time travel alternate universe stuff and like are those are those breadcrumbs there? Yes. Are we maybe building those up into something that they're not? Uh, almost one hundred percent positive we are. But we're only we're doing that based off the information we are we have been given. So Darlene's not wrong in the things that she thinks because she's going off the information that she's been given. But it's not wrong for her to feel that way. And so it's like a reassurance from him like, yeah, I understand that you guys think it's this thing over here, but you also don't know the whole story. So maybe it's not that thing, you know, or maybe it is. I don't know. We'll see, you know? Yeah. It was, it might be my wind up being my favorite piece of this whole story that doesn't necessarily further the plot of this whole story. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, it was my favorite stuff in the episode. It, it's almost like the time uh, I watched it because I was yeah. like, we're Darlene in this situation and we're just like along for the ride, you know, like thinking, OK, you know, and then we start putting pieces together. And then by the like, time this is over with, we're probably going to be way off base. Like what if that last episode, Elliot wakes up at his computer at uh, whatever that place he 
what was the place he was working? All safe. All safe. And he just daydreamed the whole thing, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I mean, that would be such a cop-out ending. Um, yeah, it, it's it's very much akin to the stuff with Joey Badass in season two, where, like, granted, he turns out to be a way more important character, uh, Leon does, but, like, some of the best stuff in season two is just, like, it means nothing to the the show at the time, but him, his conversations with Elliot, where he's just endlessly talking about <laughs> the the comedies you know, that he's binge watching, Seinfeld and Frasier and whatever, and it's just like it has no bearing on the story really, but it's so perfect. Like it, it's just like I love it. I love it. So, and this will wind up, I mean, unless something else happens, this will, I guess it's like a non sequitur. This will wind up being my favorite, like non sequitur of the entire show. Um, just because like you said, it's like, it is like this allegory for us watching the show. And it's so, it, it's funny. Like you, it, if you don't get like emotionally involved in his story, like you're probably damaged in a way that like you might want to get therapy <laughs> because like, what when... did that too? No, that's a side of Darlene that we really haven't seen that we yeah. saw in this episode. She's worried about her brother being dead. Um, whereas, um, I'll connect it to, to the next story we're going to talk about by saying, we we realize how much she truly loves her brother and cares for him with her phone call to him where she absolutely just lays into him and then apparently deletes to come deletes everything she said yeah. and leaves a brand new message hey um, it's me call me <laughs> yeah and she goes from i i hope next time i see you you're hanging from the whatever blah 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 to you know, like delete message and like hey it's Darlene call me <laughs> yeah um yeah it's uh it's pretty great uh, I I well, loved it in the next storyline with Elliot and and Mr Robot and uh Tyrell oh my God Tyrell <sighs> his sister and how he drug her into this. And he did it, he's done it like two times before. Yeah. Whereas we have spent a lot of time like blaming a lot of crap on Darlene. And he just took the responsibility for himself. Like, I'm the one that did this, not Darlene. Am I wrong in thinking that we, both of us, have looked at it like Darlene drug him into this? So... Yeah, we have, but like, I've also kind of started to see it in terms of like, it's just an unhealthy relationship for the both of them, and it sucks when that's your your sibling because like you, 
you in a perfect world you want to believe that you're like as long as they're around like you always might not always have each other's back but you're always like you always have each other like yeah you know things will you know bubble up and you maybe don't talk for a couple of months or whatever but as long as you're both still around like something happens like you know in the world where their mom sucks and their dad died you know like well we still do have each other maybe we don't always talk maybe you know things are can be volatile but we do still have each other and so the fact that that relationship is kind of toxic to both of them like they just somehow bring out the best and worst in each other and maybe should not really interact is unfortunate you know yeah i thought that was uh to me it was presented in a different because i don't think darlene's innocent at all like at all i mean we know she isn't innocent um Hi, hey, hold on a second. All right. Hey, sorry, somebody stuck their head in here. Yeah. Yay, recording at work. So, anyway, what was I saying? Darlene isn't innocent. We know she isn't. Well, hey, she killed somebody. So, she's definitely not innocent. <laughs> she killed somebody they needed. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I mean, the only way to make murder worse is like, holy crap, I just murdered somebody that could have helped us. Yeah, if it, was, if it wasn't so almost tragic, it would be hilarious because it's like, it's like when What's-His-Name shot the singing bush in Three Amigos, like, oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. I like that. Um, so yeah, in my point, man, Darlene's not blameless in all of that. Like she definitely brings out something in Elliot that is not healthy or good or whatever, but well, before we start talking about their journey to Mordor to return the <laughs> freaking ring, um, we got hinted at about another what I assume was another person or another personality that maybe Elliot has and then nothing like we haven't heard anything about it since the end of that episode. Well, I mean, it's only been one episode. I know, but still Jesus, man. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, you gotta get a, a little breathing room there. So this was, this was Tyrell's swan song. So, and I, I do think Tyrell illustrates some of that stuff when he talks about Elliot. He's like, I, more or less, he's like, I don't, I don't get you, man. Like one minute you're this thing, the next minute you're that thing. Like, did you ever really care that, you know, like what's going on? Um, and Elliot doesn't really have answers for him. You know, and, and eventually tells him, like, no, I don't care. I don't care about you, you know. And then, you know, they find the van, which, so we're talking about the Darlene and uh, 
drunk Santa stuff and the way that comedy plays out, like in a way this show rarely gets to to do. But like the van thing also has this comedic element that it's not as funny as when they come back out onto the road and they're right back at that gas station. <laughs> yeah. Um, like all of that, yeah, has a, a, a just an element of like, and it's, um, I'm kind of stumbling over my words. It's also very allegorical for the internet itself. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's like falling. It's like they fell down a freaking internet hole. And then they wind up right back where they started. Yeah, you start like closing out all the tabs and you're like, oh, here, that's how I got here. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were know, um, looking for this one thing. Oh, and I then... can go on YouTube to look up a, like, how to cook something in my pressure cooker. Watch the video. And two and a half hours later, I'm like, how did I start watching Stone Temple Pilots on freaking <laughs> YouTube? <laughs> Like, oh, I need to start yeah, I was looking for a recipe. Um, yeah, uh, it's so it's uh, Tyrell Swan song. There's much like the Darlene stuff and the Dom stuff. There's not this episode is more about like character than like any episode I think we've had in a long time. Which, granted, we went a whole year almost two years without an episode but um even having done the rewatch this feels like an episode of a show that would happen like if you remove all the tragedy from the episode like say this was just a normal like hour-long drama show in its first season this is the kind of episode that would establish a lot of who these characters are or even a half-hour show, like a show like Brooklyn Nine-Nine. These are the things that would happen on a show like that so that you would understand who these characters are and how they interact with each other, what they mean to each other, and like who they are as a character. And it's weird that it comes a quarter of the way through the final season of yeah. the show. You know, like if you, you could show this episode to somebody, maybe give them a basic rundown of what the plot is and not who the characters are, and they could get a, a very solid feel for who Tyrell is, who Mr. Robot is, who Darlene is, who Elliot is, and more or less who Dom is. And... It, it's just strange that it happens at the end of the road, like literally, <laughs> you know, but uh, back to your earlier point, like what if like the, the going around in a circle or whatever winds up being like, like you said, uh, it might wind up being like Elliot, dream the whole thing or whatever like what if that's also a metaphor for the show like we're just gonna wind up 
but not in a sense that like none of it ever happened. What if we very much wind up back at the beginning? Like a Donnie Darko type situation? Yeah. Because we haven't brought that movie up in a while. (laughs) (laughs) We really haven't. So, yeah. Like that, that's pretty, that would be pretty interesting. Well, I mean, if anybody is Donnie Darko, it's definitely Elliot. I mean, if, yeah. if Mr. Robot were real life and you had to say, who's Donnie Darko in real life, it's definitely Elliot Alderson. <laughs> and, and I think he would make that choice, right? So the spoilers for Donnie Darko, but like the, the kind of point that that, illustrates it's very much like the last temptation of christ right like he gets to see the how there's a chance there's a situation where he's gonna die and he doesn't like he wakes up makes a choice to to or maybe unconsciously makes a choice to leave a place and then where he would have died he lives and he gets to see how certain things play out if he lives much like like the whole thing about last temptation is the devil shows jesus what happens if he doesn't die on the cross you know like here's what your life's gonna be if you don't make the if you choose not to do this if you just step down off the cross or whatever um and then somewhere along the way Donnie is able to go back and make the choice to to stay because by staying you know his his mom and his sister live uh the girl that he winds up loving lives even though or and she loves him even though by dying it means she never meets him she but that also him. means she gets to live you know stuff like that so I mean, we could be looking at a situation like that with Elliot. If, especially if White Rose is, is not lying or is on point or whatever, you know. Yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Um, so, I mean, not, not a ton. Like I said, it's a very character-centric episode, so there's not a lot of speculation or new information that you can draw from this and really the only thing that happens well like well let's we can talk about just tyrell because so the end of last episode tyrell shows up at elliot's house immediately jumps into like this is how we're gonna get him and does the dumbest freaking thing and shoot, hold on. I swear I don't do anything. I haven't done anything in like two hours. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to have to edit the long pauses out, but that's okay. Uh, what were we talking about? Uh, oh, Tyrell. Uh... And how stupid. Like, I like pro, I like not proactive, but I like take charge Tyrell. Like I've, I'm not necessarily with everything he's doing, but I'm like, oh, this is a fun character to watch. But holy hell, 
He just makes a series of successive stupid decisions. Like one yeah. after other after the other after the other. Like, you know, you said he was dead, man. You didn't check his pulse. You're blabbering about, uh, you know, taking down White Rose in Elliot's apartment. Clearly, you you got to know that they're watching and listening everywhere. You know, you you have to be smarter than this. You know, it just ugh, over and over and over again. I'm like, ugh, I cannot deal with Tyrell and his dumb decisions. So. But I also think that that serves a purpose to, like, yeah, he made a series of successively stupid decisions, and so he has to pay the ultimate price. Well, I mean, we don't know for a fact that he's dead. I mean, that that's fair, I guess. Well, I mean, I immediately was like, Hmm, I wonder what that blue... First of all, the noise, I think, is a red herring. I think it's the deer that's dead, that's dying, making that noise that they hear in the woods. Yeah. I think that's what's making that noise. So I think that's kind of a red herring type thing. So I asked about it. Go ahead. Or it's... You see, like, a bright bluish light and my second thought was that's like an e-corp rusty e-corp sign or something that's spinning in the wind yeah creepy sound and he just happens to stumble stumble his way into the town that they were looking for to begin with I I think that all of that the stuff at the end there I think all that's in his head. I think the lights in his head. Um, I don't think the sound is in his head initially. I at the end I do think it's in his head. Uh, Spencer and I were talking about it. And I was like, do you think that's real or do you think that's something like we're kind of just seeing what he's imagining, like he's envisioning his own death. So, and yeah. We were kind of on the same page there. Not saying I'm 100% prepared to be completely wrong. So. Yeah, funny thing is, I don't think we'll get that answer next week. (laughs) Nope. I don't think so either. I think we might see very little of Elliot. Maybe a lot of Darlene and Dom. and And Vera. Yeah, I think it's mostly going to be Vera. Vera. And Vera going after Krista. And and what some more White Rose stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, I gotta say, I, most of the shows we've watched and dealt with final seasons, this year especially, it's consistently felt like there's so little time left to cover the amount of ground it feels like they have to cover. And it could very easily feel that way with this show, but for whatever reason, it doesn't, man. It just doesn't. Like, it's I a got slow this weird play to me. Like, yeah, everything's like a slow burn, and it's going to be the last couple of episodes are going to be two of the greatest hours ever on television. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. Um, uh, 
you weren't on the episode where with Jess and I discussing the the three together, but uh, you know, I had told her like those first two episodes were so intense. I was like, well, you'll appreciate the third episode because it feels like a slowdown. Like if that was a slowdown, this is like a uh, like okay, Slam on the brakes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we're not slowing down. We're just pumping the brakes completely. We're hitting. Uh, almost uh, not dead stop traffic, but slow crawls traffic. And so we're going to just ease our way through this and then get to that, that gruesome crash. That is what I think is Tyrell dying, get past that. And then maybe slowly build back up to full speed ahead. So, cause we're officially, a quarter of the way through so or no a third of the way through because it's 13 episodes yeah so we're there a third of the way through yeah i feel i just just something in me feels like one of the keys to the episode is that that whole misinterpretation by darlene and uh mall santa there or yeah hospital santa and yeah just how there's parts of the story that we don't have. Yep. And I'm we're ready. just gr- grasping at straws, basically. Yeah. I'm with you. It's going to be, uh, it's been interesting to see what we, what we can take from, from all of this, because, like I said, it feels like this episode, I, I, I want to say inconsequential, but that doesn't mean not good, because I think this is a fantastic episode. But right now it feels inconsequential, except for Tyrell. So. I'm glad we didn't lose Dom. I'm. I mean, for a split second, I was like, if they killed her. I don't know that she would have. I don't know that we'd seen her serve her purpose to kill her yet. You know what I mean? No, to me, she's got to have that. Uh, If she does die, it has to be saving Elliot and Darlene or Elliot or Darlene. Yeah. So. She's got to have that hero cop moment, you know what I yeah. mean, that she deserves. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I'm excited for the next next episode. And uh, I, I was telling Jess this. Um, so I did a little... Uh, digging and just to see what the codes were because obviously I'm not the computer dude I don't know all of them Um, and there's a 412 and I didn't do a deep dive but when I searched for a 413 because there's 13 episodes it didn't immediately give me a recognizable uh, code for what 413 is. 
which I think is pretty interesting. I, pe- people smarter than me could probably tell me if there is or isn't, but I just know that when I Google searched it, it didn't immediately give me a, a result. I was like, oh, okay, that's what that is. Also, if you uh, if you didn't hear that episode, you're listening to this. Do not, if you don't know what a 412 is, do not Google it. <laughs> now I want to Google it. I mean, you can, but I wouldn't say it on the podcast. I don't think it's a huge, like, oh my God, that spoils everything. But I definitely think it gives you an idea of what the episode could be about. When we get done with the podcast, I'm just going to get stoned. That way I forget about it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that's recorded. Um, So, uh, I I mean, I I don't have anything else. Uh, I don't know if you do or not. Uh, We didn't really talk about the whole gas station scene, but to me, (laughs) it was more comedy than anything else. Yeah, also more humor that this show doesn't get to do. So (laughs) I know you. Were you on Big Brother? <laughs> like, oh my God! Somehow they just landed in like Ladonia, Alabama. <laughs> um, um, um. Anyway, so at Mr. Robot Podcast. Um. Uh, actually, I just did a different search word search for four thirteen. There is a 413. And also, don't Google that either. At <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Mr. Robot Podcast, uh, Mr. Robot Podcast at gmail.com. Go write and review us on iTunes. And we'll be back next week talking about 405. And if you know what that is, then maybe you have an inkling about what the episode's going to be. So we'll see you then. Hi, everybody. Here's a little ghost for the offering Yeah, 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 yeah Here's a truck stop instead of St. Peter's Yeah, 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 yeah Mr. Andy Coffin's gone wrestling Yeah, 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 yeah Andy, did you hear about this one?